On today's episode, I am going to take a look at three of my top stocks. And for each of these stocks, we're going to look at the following information. First, I want to take a look at the markets they hit and explain why I am bullish in those markets. Then I want to take a look at their revenue breakdown to see where that money is coming. After that, I want to take a look at their future growth and their past growth to see where this company has been and where it's expected to go. And finally, I want to take a look at their financial, at their balance sheet to see if they have if they have a strong financial statement right now. So it's going to be for each company, we're going to take a quick overview of it. And, and I do believe the information here is going to be useful for both new investors and even investors that have been in the game for a long while. And like always, if you are new to my channel, if you are a long-term investor, and if you want to learn about growth stocks, make sure to hit that subscribe button. And to all my returning viewers, thank you so much for the support. It truly, truly means a lot. Like always, if you guys want to get in contact with me, the YouTube comments is the best place. I'm almost, I respond to almost everybody there. If not, you can find me on Twitter, on my Discord channel, or you can get me on my weekly newsletter. Again, all that information is free, but none of this should be taken as advice. All of this is my opinions, and I'm by no means a professional. So make sure to talk to a financial advisor. So let's start off with stock number one, and that is Microsoft Ticker MSFT. And a lot of people might be a little confused because most of my videos that I do are about growth stocks. You might be like, Jose, what do you expect from Microsoft, the $1.6 trillion market cap company already? What kind of growth is there? And even though it is a big company, right? It, it should not, I, I, feel, I feel like so many people get blinded by the ability that just because a number has never been hit before, it doesn't mean it's not gonna hit it. So for example, about maybe 10, five years ago, six years ago, Microsoft was probably, Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, all these companies were seen to be big boys and probably can't grow anymore. And we can see all those have grown to trillion dollar market caps. And as the market continues to grow, as they continue to grab more revenue, what is to say that they're not going to continue to grow? So this one is definitely a bit different from my other companies, especially um, the ones we're going to see later on. But let's take a look at, at the markets Microsoft hits. And like I mentioned earlier, we're going to take a look at three stocks today. And these are, are not my top one, two, three. I don't think I have top three stocks. I have nine stocks that I am very, very bullish on. These are what I consider my tier one stocks. So if, if you want to look at my portfolio, I have three tier stocks. I have tier one stocks, which are nine stocks right now, which I'm very, very bullish on. And these are the ones I have my highest convictions. Those nine are the ones I'm going to look at today. Not today. I'm going to do a video series. So nine companies and with all the information I'm going to take a look at is, is too much. So what I'm going to do, I'm break it down into three episode series. Today, we're going to do three. Later on, if you guys enjoyed this series, make sure to let me know in the comments. I'll do the next three and then the next three so you guys can see the nine stocks I am completely, completely bullish on right now. And before we go any further, just a huge shout out to all the members that support the channel. Like I said, all the information that I provide here is free from my portfolio to my Discord channel. It's not like I have a private Discord channel. The Discord channel that I'm in all the time is the one that anybody can join. I'm not here charging anybody for anything, but some people find value with the information that I provide and they want to support and they have joined the membership. So to all of those that are doing, thank you. I, I truly, truly appreciate it. All right, so let's take a look 
at Microsoft's most recent earnings. And I pulled up, we're only going to take a look at, at some information. I just want to show the markets that they're in. And before we, uh, and let me tell you guys more of what markets I am very, very bullish on. And that can maybe help you see why I invest in certain companies. And, and those markets are the following. I'm very bullish in gaming, very bullish in e-payments and e-commerce. I'm also very bullish in, in the data market, in the data center world and the clouding market, as well as innovative companies that I, I, I believe their technology is something that's going to continue to move, move the world in the future. And at Microsoft, it does. Many people might know Microsoft for for the gaming aspect, right, of their Xbox One and, and some other products. But um, Microsoft's gaming revenue is not that big for me to be in Microsoft for the gaming aspect. I'm actually in Microsoft for their clouding market. And their clouding market is just amazing with Azure, the strong demand. So the main reason I'm in Microsoft is for the following reason. I am huge in the cloud market world. I'm very bullish in the cloud market and mainly the people that help provide that form of sector. And those are the leading data, data center infrastructures. The top winners right now are Amazon AWS, which owns 33% of the market right now. Second in place is Azure, which owns 18%. And third in line, we have Google, which owns 9%. So for me, one of my biggest plays for Microsoft is this cloudy market, this infrastructure that is allowing so many different from so many different companies to be able to use their platform. And I think that's the most important thing, right? It's, let's say, let's say, um, one of the best ways for me to explain it is we all know about the gold rush, right? And in the gold rush, there's so many talks about not every single miner made a lot of money, right? There were a lot of miners that just went out there and they pretty much did not find gold. But the people that the businesses that created the tools for the mining comfort for, for those miners were the ones that profitable that did really well. And that's why I believe the, this infrastructure of the clouding market is is the strength in. Right. I'm not going to invest in every cloud stock, but all those cloud stocks need some form of infrastructure that some of these big boys here provide. And I do believe Microsoft is one that is going to continue to grow. Um, so that's my main reason. I'm also very bullish in the other segments they're in. So let's let's take a quick look at their revenue breakdown. So Microsoft for the most recent earnings, which was quarter four, I think it ended in June or July. So it's only about a month old. They made about thirty eight billion dollars of revenue. That thirty eight billion dollars in revenue is kind of split up very evenly among the three sectors it hits. It hits product and business processor that made eleven point eight billion. Intelligent cloud made thirteen point four billion, and more personal computing did twelve point nine billion. And so we can see all they had three different section, sections of revenue collections, and they all make up three. They all make up close to one third of the revenue, and that to me is also very good, right? I like to see a company that has multiple forms of uh, of income coming in, right? Because if one of them slows down, the other ones can at least continue to to drive money into the company imagine if it was a one trip uh, a one show pony is that the correct way to say it one show pony yeah imagine if that one show flats out dies then the company is pretty much um is pretty much without legs right now so i like to see one that has multiple sources of income and we can see microsoft has three and let's take a little bit closer look at what those three products are so the intelligent cloud, these are server products and cloud services revenue from Azure and their enterprise services. So this is pretty much just the clouding market. 
and, and that is up 47% compared to same time last year. That is insane how much that grew. Then we take a look at their more personal computing. Here in their more personal computings, they have things like their Windows OEM. They have like their commercial products like the Office 365 for commercial use. Then they have their Xbox content and they have all the laptops like the Surfaces. They also have the search advertising revenue that they have here. You know, if, if, if you use Bing, I'm not sure how many people do that right now, but if you use Bing, the, the revenue that they collect from those advertisements are are also there. So we can see even within their sections, they are very diversified. And then they also have like the productivity and business processes. And this is the one when they have more of enterprise softwares, like let's say the office, office consumers where let's at your job, if you're using Office 365, Outlook, Skype, all this type, LinkedIn, um, all the dynamic pro pro programs, all these programs that you use at your job um, for your business uh, and business and process and productivity, that's in there. So we can see they're very diversified. And for me, for me, my two favorite segments here are the intelligent cloud because like i mentioned very bullish in the clouding world and and that enterprise the the creators of it and i do believe microsoft will be a, a leader in there as we see is the number two leader right now i'm also very bullish on the product in, in terms of bullish ranking the first segment i'm most bullish on is intelligent cloud the second one i'm in productivity and business process and the reason i'm bullish there is because once you're in the enterprise and you start working with some form of software, when you start using some form of platform, it's very difficult for you to move out of that platform into something else. Usually, if, if you're a, usually once a company chooses you, it's very rarely that they flip flop into another one. So because of that, here you have like the big boys, all the big companies working with Microsoft products. The third one is the more personal computing. Yes, I'm happy that they do have all of them. But to me, if it didn't have that more personal computing and if only had productivity and intelligent cloud, this to me would still be a, a great company for me. Again, I'm not saying that the more personal computing is a bearish sentiment. It's just that uh, I'm not as bullish in that market as I am to the other two. And again, it's very important. I, I feel like a lot of people always talk about hey microsoft has xbox so yes it's good that they have it but it's not something that will make or change the business right it, and that's the crazy things for example amazon one of my favorite things about amazon is they own twitch the live streaming for gaming and i'm very bullish in there but that twitch that twitch live stream makes up almost nothing of the revenue from amazon so even though it is great that they have it in the business it doesn't affect the business much so for me it's not worthy going into it if I'm just bullish on Twitch. And that's that's just what I'm saying here. So let's take a look at, at their future growth for Microsoft. So Microsoft, again, very different from, from, from most of my companies. Normally I invest in, in very high growth companies and that's companies that in the next few years are expected to grow over 20% a year on average. Microsoft is only expected to grow 9.5% on average annually for the next three years. It doesn't mean 9.5% each year. It could mean this year might be 18%, next year might be 9%, and the year after that might be 0%. So on average for the next three years, it'll be 9.5. This is unfortunately slower than the industry and slower than the market. And one of the things that I feel like investors should try to, to learn is to try to understand at what stage that company is in, right? Obviously, if this wasn't a leader in the market and it was a growth company that was just coming out the gates, 
I, I would ex expect it to be growing its revenue a lot faster. But now it's in a more stable state in its business. And to for it to be that big, that stable, has that, that strong of revenue, to still be growing 10%, that to me is a big monster, right? You have to understand at what stage the business is in to try to... To try to compare it with another one right i'm not going to compare this to a high growth company that's barely making any money or not making any money at all this one for example is a company that's been profitable for such a long time their profits are continuing to increase and their earnings are going to continue to increase one third of their revenue comes from the clouding market which is growing pretty big the other one third comes from the business and enterprise processing unit which again i think i'm uh, which i'm very bullish on so for me this is a no-brainer to be in Take a look at this so here i'm on lazyfa.com and and this is one of my favorite websites to use for for my fundamentals we can see trailing 12 months every in the past four quarters this company has grown its revenue over 13 percent that to me is insane since 2018 it has been growing over 14 percent um only in in so you can see that's a strong grower revenue for a company that's already so big and like all right we have a company that's growing pretty strong we have a company that's profitable that it's in markets that i am bullish in and if we it's profit right we can see its margins here it's profit margins and its gross margins in the most recent year at the end of their physical year of 2020 they had profit margins of 31 percent they almost keep one third of the money of revenue that they collect and that to me is is a great thing for for microsoft Finally, I want to take a look at their balance sheet. Microsoft right now is sitting at about $136 billion of cash. And it only has about $67 billion of non-current debt. Oops, $67 billion of non-current debt. And it has $3 billion of current debt. So $70 billion to about of debt to about $140 billion of cash. This company is is super strong in its balance sheet. It's producing strong revenue growth. It has it's making money at the moment. It's paying dividends and it's in markets I'm very bullish on. So Microsoft is going to be one of, of it that makes it on my top list. All right, and also my thoughts on buying the company right now. Microsoft, yes, it is at all time highs, but to me, I kind of dollar cost average. So there might be weeks that I don't mind buying Microsoft. Um, right now to just continue to build up my position and that's how i'm gonna do it for me i i personally if, if i was starting a new position in microsoft i don't think i would enter at a huge position i enjoy doing the dollar cost average where almost on a weekly basis every so often i start to build my position time over time until it becomes a huge portion of my portfolio here diversifying time diversifying stock price and, and so many things can happen here and there so that's my preferred method of investing and that's how i would invest in microsoft if i didn't have uh, a position all right, so next we're going to take a look at C, and this is ticker SE. Um, this is a Singapore company in Southeast Asia, and they hit three markets that I am very bullish on. Earlier in this episode, I mentioned those those markets, and C hits the digital entertainment market, which is mainly their gaming market. They hit the e-commerce market, and they hit the fintech, the e-payment market with their fintech services. So this off the bat is a company that I uh, that hits all the mar hits that all its sources of revenue is hitting markets that I'm very very bullish on. And let's take a look at their revenue breakdown. So even though they have three major they they are in those three major 
those three major revenue segments, most of the revenue comes from two segments. A majority of it comes from, so in this most recent quarter, they have about $1.3 billion of revenue. Out of that $1.3 billion of revenue, $700 million came from the, the entertainment business, which was like their gaming products. So a little bit over half comes from their gaming segments. And that's, again, very bullish. Almost the other half, $510, come from the e-commerce business. Again, another market that they're seeing strong growth and they're, they're, it's, it's, it's very popular. And then they have about 12 million, very small portion coming from their fintech services. So we can see, even though they are into three major segments, most of the revenue only comes from two segments. Again, those two segments are, one, are, are some I'm completely bullish on. So now let's take a look at this company's future growth. So this company at the moment is not profitable, but it is expected to be profitable within the next three years. And that's okay, right? Like we we saw, right? This is how we're going to look at the differences, right? Microsoft was a company that's already profitable and it's been profitable for some time. So it has that, it has that positive in it. So it's okay for it to not be growing as fast. Now, C on the hand, on the other hand, it's the opposite. It's not profitable. It is expected to be profitable within three years. And that's usually my timeline. I, if it's not expected to be profitable within longer than three years, then it's, it's usually a pass for me, or it might be a lower tier stock. It might be like a tier three stock. So C is, is one that is expected to be profitable in the next three years. All right, so it's not profitable. So I'm gonna be a bit harder on it when I'm taking a look at its revenue growth. And this one is expected to grow its revenue at 28% annually on average for the next three years. So this is what you consider a heavy, heavy growth stock. This one is beating the industry in revenue growth and it's beating the market in revenue growth. So even though it's not profitable right now, I'm saying it's okay because it is going to be profitable soon and it's, it's just destroying that revenue growth. All right, so let's take a look at their past annual revenue growth. In 2019, this company grew 163%, and in 2018, they grew 100%. So in the past two years, it has more than doubled its revenue each year. And that's that's freaking insane in my mind. Um, and I'm pretty sure at the end of 2020, we're going to see a high double digit again. And that's just showing how this is a growth that's coming right off the bat and it's taking that market share from, from companies. But unfortunately, like I mentioned, right, it is not profitable right now. And its profit margins are not something to be really, really happy. Again, this is looking at the past tense. When I'm uh, me investing in C is me looking at that future growth of this company. Um, and at the same time, right, let's take a look at the balance sheet next. Because this is a company that's not growing, that's not making money right now, I'm going to be extra hard on it on its balance sheet. I need to make sure that this company has plenty of cash, um, plenty of cash at hands to be able to pay off any form of debt that it might have. And I don't think I have it there in Lacey FA, but if I take a look at their most recent quarter and let's just jump into their balance sheet here real quick. We can see this company right now at the end of June 30th had about $3.4 billion of quick cash. And right now this company has long term. So three point, remember that $3.4 billion of quick cash. Let's take a look at how much debt it has. This company has long term borrowings of almost nothing. And it has convertible notes of $2.1 billion. Does it have any anything in here? No. So it's really long-term debt is $2.1 billion and it has $3.4 billion of cash. 
So to me, this company has enough money to pretty much pay off its debt and still have cash left over. So for me, I'm happy with that form of balance sheet, right? With a growth company that's not making money, you have to make sure that they have enough cash to be able to survive that time phase where they're not making money. Um, so for me, C is one that at the moment, even though it's an all-time high, this is one I'm buying a little more often than Microsoft. For and, and that's how I'm probably going to do it. Um, C is one I'm buying a little more often than Microsoft. And I believe in the future, I'm going to continue to buy C a little bit more often than Microsoft. This is one I'm a little more bullish at the moment. With the market cap of only $75 billion, it's growing dramatically I can see why investors are really happy with this company. But again, very similar. I more dollar cost average throughout the weeks. But like I mentioned, C is one that are probably dollar cost average more often than Microsoft right now. And the final company is NVIDIA. And here, NVIDIA ticker NVDA right now has a market cap of about $313 billion. And this, again, we're going to let's take a look at the markets NVIDIA is hitting. And they actually have it here on the on the cool presentation. They talk about all the markets. So remember, I mentioned three. I, I mentioned the, the markets I said I was bullish: e-commerce, gaming, data center, clouding, e-payments, and technology that I believe will change the future. So Nvidia hits a lot of those markets. It hits the gaming industry. It hits the data center industry, and it also hits the the auto. They're doing autonomous vehicles. The autonomous vehicle portion is not one I'm too bullish on, but the sec the software behind it is machine learning, machine and artificial learning, and that's a marketplace that I feel is going to continue to grow. So it hits three markets I'm very, very bullish on. Another thing I want to mention is NVIDIA has recently purchased a company called Mellanox, which increases its, 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 its exposure in the data market and the artificial intelligence market. So you can see NVIDIA is making smart acquisitions right now to continue to grow its products. And let's take a look at their revenue breakdown. So their revenue breakdown for this most recent quarter, the quarter to a fiscal year of 2021, they, had, they made about $3.9 billion. Out of that 3.9 billion, it mainly comes from two segments. 1.7 comes from data center, like we're seeing this strong growth. So how Microsoft creates the infrastructures, let's take a quick look. So remember how I said Microsoft kind of kind of builds that infrastructure to 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 the clouding market. So when you have different cloudy companies, they come and use eight Microsoft services. So now if we go back to that mining company, that mining, that mining segment uh, example, let's try to understand where, where NVIDIA is at. So NVIDIA would be the one providing one of the portions to be able to create those picks. And for NVIDIA, they're one of the few companies that are actually doing it. So they're the ones helping produce those mining and picks with their products. And they're one of the few companies that do it. So to me, like I mentioned, right, the clouding market is one I'm very bullish on. And I trickle down to understand what other companies within are, are hitting that market and how much deeper we can get into there to see what other markets are being are, are being created from there. So NVIDIA provides the, the, C, the GPUs for these data center companies, and they are one of the leaders. They are the leaders on it right now. 
and that to me is very bullish because if the if the cloudy market continues to grow it's going to mean they're going to need more gpus for the data center so it means nvidia is going to continue to grow so again the this is one of the major reasons i'm very bullish it the second is the gaming industry the gaming industry made up 1.6 billion dollars of the company's revenue the other two segments are professional visualization and the automotive automotive sector again the automotive is one that i can see where it can grow in the future but i'm more interested in the software behind it that they can probably license into other types of 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 industries as well um, and the professional makes up 200 million out of that 3.9 billion and the automotive makes up 100 million out of that 3.9 billion so again not major segments so let's take a look at nvidia and nvidia is one that i would consider between microsoft and between c so nvidia is one that's already making money but it's growing faster so it's 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 like i said it's the perfect example of a c and microsoft put together so it's already uh, it's already profitable it's profitable but it's also growing faster than the industry and the market so this to me is a complete beast right now we're expected this revenue to grow 14.6 percent annually on average for the next three years and the industry is only 10.4 and the market's only 9.6 so this nvidia is to me um, the perfect middle child um, and we can see right earnings are, are continue to grow this is also a growth company that pays dividends for those dividend guys that are out there now let's take a look at the past trailing 12 months growth for for this company and revenue for this company is, is coming to pick back up in the trailing 12 months in the most recent quarter it grew its revenue 28 percent when we're taking a look at trailing 12 months revenue so that to me is is pretty strong um pretty strong strength right now and we can see this company's um annual profit margins have been profitable for some time and their gross margins seem to actually be on an uptick all right so now let's take a look at their balance sheet nvidia right now has about 7.7 billion dollars of current investments and they have about 3.3 billion dollars of quick cash so uh, of cash and cash equivalents so that's close to 11 billion dollars of quick cash and this company only has about 7.6 billion dollars of non-current debt and they have no current debt so this is another strong example of a strong balance sheet they have if they pay off all their total debt they still have about three billion dollars left over and that to me is very strong and and actually before i go nvidia is very similar nvidia to me um it, it, let me tell you like i was doing with c c would probably be the one i'm buying a little bit more of nvidia would be the one i'm probably buying second of and then microsoft would be the third if i was just looking at these three companies that's assuming the market continues to go up if there was a huge dip in the market let's say monday for example the, it, it might change the way i i do it. if there was a big dip and they all dropped about the same percentage wise i would think i would move from nvidia being my top followed by c and then microsoft and that just shows you how, how how maybe right now i believe nvidia even though i still think it's i, I believe for for a long term might be underpriced i i'm still buying but i feel like i i, I have i'm gonna get the opportunity to get it a lot cheaper in the future so i'm waiting for for some type of volatility but even if that volatility doesn't happen and doesn't come in i don't mind continuing to purchase at the moment as well so like i mentioned i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and that's for me microsoft c and nvidia make it in that top nine that i mentioned right there there's nine companies right now i'm very bullish on these are three of them 
If you guys enjoyed this episode, let me know so like that I can hit the next three either tomorrow or the day after. Take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.